You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. All right, buddy, you ready to do this? Absolutely, baby Smurf. Let's get this thing going. All right. Thank and uh, just thanks for meeting with me. I just you know I wanted to be the one to tell you this face to face. Shut up. We, we we actually have a show to record. Shh. Just listen, my little sweetness. I'm gonna be gone for the last part of this month. I'm gonna be attending a work conference, and I I just wanted you to know. That's cool. Just a heads up. That's cool. I'll just have Ryan fill in for you. Are you out of your GD mind? You think I can just be replaced by some nerd? Well, I mean, I, yeah. It's just one episode. I mean, the show has to go on. I mean, if it'd make you feel better, we can record two of the episodes back-to-back next week or something. I'll tell you what will make me feel better, Cameron. Oh. Is if you tell me I'm essential. You tell me right now that I'm the gasoline that keeps your vehicle running. Weird, weird analogy, but yeah, okay, you give me gas. Do you really mean it? Of course I do. Thank you. But you know, if we, if we don't record in advance, I'm having Ryan on. Ah! Welcome to Make Liberty Great Again, the best damn liberty podcast that you've never heard of. Phil and I will be your guides as we peer into the ridiculous reality of our society and our government. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Make Liberty Great Again, Phil and Cam's Excellent Adventure. I'm your host, Cam Harless, and joining me today is my co-host, as always, Philip Padilla. The only co-host. Just let it go, dude. You know what? No. Actually, I'll tell you what. I'll let it go as soon as we can get Joe Biden to let go of women's shoulders. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, that was a great segue into our first topic. Creepy Uncle Joe. Whose hair is he smelling now? Oh, gross. Um, We're really anyone who can't run away. But really, that is normal. Um, But someone finally called him out for it this time. I mean, they called him out on his creepiness directly. You know what this means, right? That the... I'm going to say that the left's going to flock to him and absolutely nothing's going to happen. You bet. I always thought that would be the case, but I haven't seen one lefty go against that yet. I mean, it's like Me Too never happened. Well, they're not going to use their own weapon on themselves, I mean, right? Right. I mean, if they do, that's just more red seats in Congress and a big red White House. And they can't have that at this point. Yeah. There's just no way. No, I know. And the worst thing that Biden could do is apologize. I mean, of course, Trump capitalized on this like the troll-in-chief that he is. Which is absolutely his best quality no doubt right and uh trump retweeted a uh, a video of biden explaining his hands-on approach to women and little girls i mean except this version of the video that uh trump shared uh, actually had a second joe biden coming in behind him putting his hands on his shoulders and sniffing his hair yeah i saw that <laughs> man are we living in the best timeline or what you bet your sweet bippy what did you say? What, is that, what does that mean? <laughs> it means butt. I, I called your butt sweet. Moving on. Uh, uh, okay, well. Do you right. know, tell me that, that, that this isn't the best tweet that you've ever heard. Um, the New York Magazine tweeted an article out about this situation, and the caption said, The leader of the free world tweeted a doctored video of Joe Biden fondling himself. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You know what's amazing? This tent over here that i'm pitching (laughs) 
Of, I mean, of course, uh, how I would have responded to Trump tweeting that video if I was Creepy Joe uh, would have been very different. I mean, I would have just thrown three of those laugh-crying emojis up and re retweeted the thing. What says, this is stupid, you can't affect me more than that. But no, this dork thought that the proper, proper response to this tweet was, quote, I see that you were on the job in presidential, as always. Ooh, that's a sick burn. <laughs> you know what he should have done? Is he should have, um, you know, made his own tweet where he was sneaking up behind Trump and smelling his hair and putting his hands on his shoulders. Right. That's what he should have done. Yeah, right. Just, just anything other than, well, I guess you're not presidential. I mean, like, and I've seen, I've seen leftists out there like celebrating this response. It's like Trump has legitimately sucked all of the humor out of the left. How do you think that that's a good response? At this point, it's, it's just sad. No, you know, what's really sad is that this weirdo just came out with this anti-sexual assault public service announcement. I mean, define irony. Right. Define self lack of self-awareness and you know what I'm, I'm sure he did that i don't know i don't think i saw it but i mean if there's a virtue to signal dirty joe's body is ready or at least his nose well yeah he teamed up with that drag queen lady gaga so i'm sure the video is stellar i'm sure it is but um moving on our buddy uh donnie t um, recently, you know, threatened to completely shut down the U.S.-Mexico border. Um, but, however, on the other hand, it looks like he's walking back that threat. Um, you know, he's, instead, he's graciously, you know, giving Mexico a year to stop trafficking drugs into our country. Using magic? Using magic. <laughs> yes. Yes. But... He, you know, uh, he piggybacked on that by saying that they're also going to start off with tariffs on cars. Hmm. Two things. One, you know, don't make stupid threats that have huge economic implications. And two, sure. I mean, it, it, at least it seems like he might have listened to the backlash and advice he received from, you know, anyone with two spare brain cells to rub together to tell him about what the possible economic consequences would be. And bigly consequences, you know, they are indeed. You know, I was uh, perusing this article um, that Politico put out, and they were uh, citing some information from the Commerce Department that... Um, so check this out. Fun fact for you and the audience, if you didn't know, that there's approximately $502 billion in goods that crossed the border via trucks and trains last year. And they also go on to say that they estimate that around 5 million American jobs depend on us trading with each other. So, you know, shutting down the border, getting rid of all that money that comes in from trade, getting rid of those jobs, you know, I don't know how that makes America great again exactly. <laughs> That's a lot of cash out of the hands of American workers. But, you know, starting a trade war is definitely a better move. I mean, I'm sure if he imposes tariffs on Mexican imports, they turn around and do the same. There's nothing like incentivizing international trade and cooperation like threats. Right. And, you know, it's insane to me that options like this are even on the table rather than just, you know, like we've spoken about previously. Hey, end the war on drugs. Cut welfare programs to immigrants. It seems like a no-brainer. And or, just no one's talking about it. Or welfare programs to anyone. 
Yeah, well, yeah, you, you make a good point there. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean trump, you trumped me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer to anyone who isn't looking to make fat stacks on it. Yeah, and, and you know, that's why the government will never do it. They'd lose too much control. You know, I understand people get their jimmies rustled about immigration, you know, because they think jobs will be taken, that every person crossing is some sort of dangerous, you know, degenerate criminal. But let's get real. Riggedy real here for a second. Not every person coming here is a dangerous convict. Sure, we can't deny it. There are some that find their way through. They make their way through. They find, you know, a little, their way to get across here. But it's not like crimes in the U.S. are disproportionately committed by illegals. You know, I can understand people's fear if like 9 out of 10 crimes committed were carried out by illegal immigrants. That'd be one thing. But that's just not the case. I mean, you you live in a border state, so you probably have lots of opinions on the matter. And, you know, for me, I I don't know why, but that's one of the things that I just, I don't think about. Like, immigration? Eh. Yeah, I mean, living on living in a border state, you get you have, you know, strong opinions. Most people, you know, that I know, speaking anecdotally, you know, friends and family have strong opinions. But, um, you know, I'm just going to be honest. Oh, don't you ever lie to me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever lie to you, sweetness. But um, I don't, I honestly don't care if someone comes to the U.S. looking for, you know, opportunity, a better life, and that, you know, the American dream, white picket fence, all that good stuff. I, I do not care. Right, and I mean, for the most part, I'd actually recommend people do that. So I, I just, I feel more often than not, anytime that immigration is brought up, it's, you know, they're taking our jobs. They're committing crimes. Democrats are using them to change voting demographics. And, you know, I get people's concerns. But I just, I feel that they're inflated for the most part. Right. I mean, everything today is inflated to a fever pitch. I mean, if people aren't pissed off or scared to death, they're not going to vote for you. Right. And, you know, I already touched, you know, a little bit on my opinions about crime. So, you know, I'll just ask this question. Why aren't people more concerned with this liberal exodus from California and other states? You know, I feel like that, just personally, in my opinion, that poses much more of a risk than illegal immigrants. I mean, you have liberals moving into states like mine, you know, Arizona, Texas, etc. And they're changing red areas blue or purple. I mean, they should be a lot more afraid of that. Right. I mean, they're, they're getting away from their terrible areas where taxes are too high and they can't afford to live and this, that, and the other. But, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and these people are, they're going to places that are better, but just to make them worse, because these are people that are very easy to direct right. to do what they're just gonna the vote left the same wants way. them to do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's a good point. I mean, I, I, I feel like people should be more worried um, than they are about white liberal migration patterns rather than just, for sh- for you know, brown Mexican immigration patterns but uh i mean actually i i I heard that Kristen tate that libertarian chick i think that's her website i'm not just being sexist for sexism's sake um is gonna have a book about that coming out either this year or next yeah i i think you're right buddy i I when she was on malice i think she mentioned that um it's gonna be coming out pretty soon so that'll be an interesting read because that's what it's all about is these migration patterns and how they're drastically changing you know these red areas but um you know, there's just one last point that I wanted to make, and it's just, you know, what what I hate more than anything, the, the, the argument that I always hear is, you know, they're stealing our jobs. You know, even South Park made fun of it. You know, they took our jobs. You know, but, okay, so let's just take, you know, your average illegal immigrant, 
They probably don't speak English. The education that they may or may not have probably isn't anywhere near um, equal to what we get here. They may or may not have marketable job skills. So what exactly is out there for them? So you mean to tell me that I need to be so afraid of some person, you know, working, you know, some crappy landscaping or other manual labor job or, you know, working at some farm picking lettuce or fruit or something of that nature. You know, I have to be afraid of that person stealing my cushy corporate job. Right. Yeah. Let me just, I don't think so, buddy. You know, if you're one of those people that are afraid of that, I'm just going to go out and say that you probably need to evaluate your own skill set and fix yourself. And you're in a border border town, but I grew up in a place with um where you drive through the city and there would be these little places where uh the all of the Mexican guys were standing outside in the morning waiting for someone to come by and pick them up. Right. You see that at gas stations here all the time. And yeah, I'm afraid of that guy. I'm afraid of the guy standing outside Circle K looking for a job putting up drywall for 20 bucks or a pack of Bud Light. Yeah, that's that's the guy that's an existential threat to my, you know, life. Remember when I told you that the uh, Senate had passed a resolution to curtail the president's war powers in Yemen and that they voted to end our um, Saudi-led war there? I do remember, and I specifically remember... How excited you got? I wasn't that excited. I mean, the the president can always veto that, but it passed through the House as well, which means that if um, Trump doesn't exercise his veto power, the people of Yemen may get some relief from the, their pain in the uh, the cholera epidemic there. That'd be nice, you know, less disease, less famine, less you know, genocide. I mean, that would be nice. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see a, a little less war. And a little less suffering that's bankrolled out of my paycheck every week. You get paid weekly? No. You know what I mean. What do you think the odds are that this thing gets, uh, they, he lets it pass? I have no idea. I mean, the dude has some good instincts on foreign policy. Um, I mean, you could see some of his old tweets far before he ran for president saying that we shouldn't be in Syria mm-hmm. or the, Afghanist- yeah, the war Syria in Afghanistan is bad. I mean, I mean, he has some good instincts, or did. Um, but he doesn't have any principles, not really, from what I can tell. But, I mean, let's just hope that Rand is in that last meeting he has before he makes the decision instead of, you know, John Bolton. Oh, you know what? <laughs> that guy right in his eye. Yeah, like we're, we're in full agreement on that. Um, honestly, I, I would love to see Trump be good on war. I mean, I don't have any hope in any politician, but I just, I, for once, I'd just love to be proved wrong. Yeah, I'd love to see anybody good on war these days. You know, it's slim pickings out there for the anti-war, anti-intervention, anti-empire crowd. But you know what Scott Horton, you know, always says about, you know, the Scott Horton law is you can trust every bad promise a politician makes and you can trust that they'll go back on any good one. Right. And, And not to mention Tom Woods law, no matter who you vote for, you get John McCain. But, you know, I mean, we'll see. Time will tell, but... On to your favorite topic, buddy, North Korea. So I don't know if you're aware, but uh, this Friday, so as we're recording uh, yesterday, our Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, stated that he hopes Kim Jong-un uses the country's parliament meeting to go on the record and say it's the right thing to do to give up their nukes. And you know what? 
I'd be pretty freaked out if a former director of the CIA made those comments towards me. I'm not even going to lie to you. The right thing to do, quote-unquote, just sounds so ominous, but also threatening at the same time. Right. I mean, this this meeting that you're talking about is uh, an annual event where Kim speaks to his people. I mean, uh, Pompeo actually went on to also state that we'll be watching very close what he says. Right. I saw that, and I believe he also said that they're not going to lift sanctions until they give up their nukes. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, as far as I know, yeah, that's he absolutely did. I mean, uh, it's a pretty messed up ultimatum. I mean, the writing is on the wall. I mean, give up the nukes or else. Yeah, seriously. I mean, in all honesty, what kind of psychopath does it take to, you know, they actively seek out to punish a country that's already living a nightmare, a literal nightmare. I mean, typically the ones who want to do that are the the ones who think they can run the lives of 300 million people. hey Good one, buddy. Um, yeah, so our government, if you didn't catch that one. But, uh, <laughs> you know, how does this administration think diplomacy is going to move forward when they persist with these thinly veiled threats? I mean, to touch on the one we spoke about in our previous episode, I don't think Lil' Kim is in too big of a hurry to be murdered and dragged through the streets and God knows what else. Right. I mean, Reuters is actually saying they've seen a document regarding the Hanoi talk that collapsed. They're saying that Trump handed Kim a piece of paper that included a pretty abrupt request for North Korea to transfer their nukes and bomb fuel to the United States. I mean, that's right. Hear me here. Not to get rid of them, but to transfer them to the United States. Yeah. And I'm sure that didn't piss them off at all. I mean, why would it? Why would this just pompous, like like you said, abrupt request, just, hey, give us your nukes, give us your fuel, and you know we'll call it a day. Why would that not piss them off? But, you know, I, I wonder if this guy knows that foreign relations and diplomacy aren't the same thing as running one of his businesses in New York. You know, I don't I don't know. I mean, early on with the uh, North Korea stuff, he seemed to have better instincts on this than any previous president who either outright ignored it or called them the axis of evil. I mean, I mean, I even read somewhere that he recognizes that sanctions are war are war against civilians. But I mean, that's uh, it's not a good report. I mean, if we if we believe the corporate press if we believe that we can trust Reuters or Newsweek or any of these these uh, outlets, but you know we'll see we'll see what happens once once this Parliament meeting concludes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because they were saying you know in that article that we were perused that they're hoping to have more talk soon and they're they're coming they're coming it's going to be soon and they're going to hash all this stuff out yeah whatever we'll see what the deep state you know has to say about all that but you know moving on I was. Uh, I was talking to a friend the other night, and he told me that if we really wanted to gain listeners and you know get some traction going, that you and I need to simply disagree more. D- don't get me wrong. I realize how hard it is to disagree with me, you know, since I'm always right. Um, but we have to mm. please the people, don't we? Oh, get over yourself, nerd. I mean, <laughs> what do we actually disagree on? War? Doubt it. Women? Hillary Duff all day. <laughs> Cheap beer? Rolling Rock and Bud Light. PBR and Red Stripe. Mm, mm, you know, mm, go to hell. Just <laughs> you go straight to hell, sir. Were you were you raised by barbarians? Wolves, 
But that's besides the point. What What are you drinking? That's That's not even a beer. You're right. It's a whiskey sour. So why are we arguing about beer? I don't know, man. All right, I'll just uh, I'll just keep nursing this award-winning lager while you slowly turn into the least interesting man in the world. Watch it. I'm warning you, buddy, for the last time. Watch it. Well, this week we're going to try something new called This Week in What the F***. We want to devote a few minutes to discuss a couple, in our opinion, off-the-wall topics. Philbo Baggins, would you like to get us started? Certainly, dear friend, and thank you for you know using my you know nickname that I've been trying to get people to call me for about 10 years now. Nerd. Um, well, teach te- their own, right? You just you you leave me alone. Don't tread on me. <laughs> so, anyway, getting right into it. The uh, the anti-Trump train is back on. It's it's uh it's got a full head of steam going, and uh, unsurprising as it may be, my friend, is it's just not going away. And, and you know the battle that resurfaced is Trump's frickin' tax returns. Are we sure this isn't this weekend who gives a No, man. We 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 agreed we'd go with my idea cuz it was better. Can you just play ball here? Let's go. Come on. Be professional. But I don't I don't give a I don't I don't care. Stop being a poopy pants. <laughs> okay. But really I don't give a about Trump's tax returns. In fact, I actually I applaud anyone who finds a way to pay less taxes or or none. I hope he didn't pay any. Or found all the loopholes, you know, necessary to minimize the theft. I mean, agreed. But House Democrats have formally requested Big Don's tax returns from the IRS. Democrat from Massachusetts, Richard Neal, who is also the chairman of the House Ways and Means Committee. I've never even heard of that before. Um, Are you sure it's not the, the Good and Plenty Committee? I mean, I think I think you can use, you can refer to it each way. I think both are acceptable. Um, but good old Dick Neal, he, uh, he's requested six years of Trump's personal tax returns and returns from several of his businesses. So, I mean, I figured it would come eventually, but the, their new witch hunt is this old witch hunt that they got, they, they put by the wayside because they thought, Hey, Russian collusion, that'll be the story. And that went well. I mean, these people have to quit while they're behind. I don't think Democrats or the media realize that throwing everything, every little piddling nonsense thing against the wall and hoping that something sticks, do they really think this is a viable strategy to win in 2020? You know, I'll tell you what I think is going to end up happening is, you know, the masses will just become, you know, fed up with these shenanigans. They're going to become fed up with, you know, progressives and leftist ideologies. They're going to become fed up with the press even more than they are now after Russia Gates ended. And I, all I think is going to end up happening is just Trump's going to end up gaining sympathy. No joke. I mean, one thing I've heard Michael Malice say a couple of times recently is that these people's actions speak louder than their words. I mean, if these people really thought that Trump was the next flaming hot Cheeto Hitler, I mean, they'd be finding real things to fight him on and truly attempt to oust him. I think they're full of hot air. Kind of like a fart. hey But, uh, yeah, good, 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 good one, buddy. Thank you. I'm sorry. Listen, okay, I'll get. Let me get back on track. So, you know, <laughs> my hope is that this eventually makes its way to some court, and they shoot down their request, you know, or something of that nature. Just simply because I would just I I would love to watch the fallout. I would I want to watch the triggering. 
I want to look at the Twitter feeds explode. I want to see the 24-7 coverage from CNN and MSNBC about them just spiraling out of control because their their last-ditch attempt to get to get them just didn't work. But, um, again, that's my hope. I'm, I, you know, fingers crossed. But speaking of fallout, did you watch the recent video of Miss Cortez? I sure as did. What a phony little tart. Would you, would you like to hear it? I sure would. Jamie, pull that up. This is what organizing looks like. <laughs> this is what building power looks like. <laughs> this is what changing the country looks like. It's when we choose to show up and occupy the room and talk about the things that matter most, talking about our future. You know, I, Reverend, you bring up a, a funny anecdote, and I'm proud to be a bartender. Ooh, Ain't nothing woo. wrong with that. Preach, sister. There's nothing wrong with working retail, folding clothes for other people to buy. Fold those clothes. There is nothing wrong with preparing the food that your neighbors will eat. Oh, sounds a little bit like stay in your lane. driving the buses that take your family to work. There is nothing wrong with being a working person in the United States of America. Who said there was? And there is everything dignified about it. Okay. Woo-hoo. I, in fact, am encouraged when people remind the country of my past, not because of anything about my story, but because it communicates that if I could work in a restaurant and become a member of the United States Congress, so can you. So can you. Well, I'm a communist now. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, that honestly, that is, that is quite literally one of the saddest excuses for an accent like, for, that I've ever heard. Please like, period. just don't. Don't pass on the best part of the speech, okay? Aside from the whole black splaining angle. L- let us not overlook the hand clapping emphasis overload, okay? <laughs> All that hand clapping, it really helped drive Homer points. And you know what? I can honestly say I'm now a communist. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't believe those, <laughs> those, those hand, those, the clapping or, or, uh, the, the 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 hand motions that she used when she was talking about the, the Green New Deal. I mean, her hands were moving around like a kung fu master. Uh, she got all hot and bothered. Um, <laughs> and boy, do her hands go just, they just go wild. You think she was half Italian and half filled with cocaine by watching her? Riddle me this, Batman. Do you know who this reminds me of? The patron saint of all of lost presidential campaigns. I actually have a couple of clips of Miss Hillary Rodham Clinton being a little, Ooh. being a disingenuous prepared. Roll it. Roll that beautiful bean footage. No more questions? They said, no, she has to go. She what's what's to something go. that you always carry with you? Hot Just... sauce. Really? You... Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Are you getting information right now? Hot sauce. Really? Hot sauce in my bag, Swag? Hot sauce. Really? Yes. Now, listen, yes. I just want you to know people are going to see this and say, okay, she's pandering to black people. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is it working? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gross. So gross. 
is it is it working <laughs> no ma'am it it sure <laughs> didn't work and you know you know her old ass isn't you know can't handle hot sauce she's not carting around hot sauce everywhere she goes at the moment that hot sauce touches her lips she's fainting again she's passing out in public that's that's the end of that story right well I, i've got another one you ready for this here we go no but okay all right i don't feel no ways tired too far from where I started from. <laughs> Nobody told me that the road would be easy. Holy cow. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't have the words. <laughs> I've got two. Holy Holy shit. indeed. <laughs> I uh I can't wait to see um, Miss Cortez lose <laughs> as many times as her role model. It's going to be beautiful. I mean, I, I just love how transparent they are when they pander. I mean, it's it's too bad their voters don't care. Well, you know, maybe one day they will. I doubt maybe it. Maybe one day. But, you know, all right, folks. You know, thanks for having a bit of fun with us and, you know, joining us on this adventure into the madness that is our world. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at ThisIsMLGA. If you'd like to send us an email, you can reach us at ThisIsMLGA at gmail.com. And hit us up, subscribe, make sure to rate us on iTunes. It helps us grow and guarantees new episodes. We're trying to get on the new and noteworthy section of iTunes, so just any review and rating you could leave would be great. Absolutely. And uh, don't forget to check out the MLGA Network. We're a small and scrappy group of libertarians that share all of the best liberty podcasts on MLGANetwork.com. Make sure to check that out. Um, And actually, we're going to have some more original shows coming your way soon. And, you know, as always, we're happy to be here. We're happy you're with us. And stay sane, everybody. (laughs) 